welcome to a award-filled bowl of dude soup. Uh, I'm your host, Lawrence. Joining me is James. Hi, I'm Elise. James. Hello, I'm Elise. Adam. I'm professional. And our special guest, Jeff Keeley. How are you doing? I'm good. Glad to be the special guest. Yes, you the guys came special. on my show, so I feel like I have to. And we never we were guests. Just guests. Yeah, we were there. just guests when we came on your we show. We kicked Bruce like, off. You so are our special. Usually, I'm the guest. <laughs> <laughs> You're a guest every week. <laughs> yeah. Our, our permanent special guest. Uh, this bowl is brought to you by two sponsors, Do- Dollar Shave Club and Movement Watches. You can get your first month of Dollar Shave Club for free at dollarshave.com/dude, and you can get 50% off your entire order today with free shipping by going to movementwatches.com/dudesoup. Hear more about those fine sponsors later and get this thing going. Mm. I, if there's one thing I love, it's coming through old internet junk. Sorry, not junk. Media. Use that word. And man, digging up all this stuff was just fantastic. Simply fantastic. So well, people would lose their minds over the simplest cutscene, like Old Republic and stuff like that. Back it's then. getting close to a movie. And then it got two movies, and then everybody realized, oh, maybe this isn't the best the thing. SD footage that used to be on like a VHS tape or something. Betamax, SmackDown. Slightly did it. Oh, there's oh, a rock. Look that doesn't that. look too bad. Oh, that's yeah. all right. Wrestling games have always looked kind of good, though. They're kind of looking worse and worse <laughs> as time goes on, but still. So, so these yeah, are all the, the winners of the first VGA awards. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for the for the audio listeners, because because that's all sorts of people, uh, we're just watching a rundown of the 2003 Video Game Award winners. Uh, and yeah, going back that far, rundowns of all the winners was the only thing I could find. As we get into more more recent VGAs, it'll be more interesting background media. Yes, but for the sake of for the sake of history and and for the sake of the VGAs, so you are executive producer over the Game Awards, whatever yes. form they've taken over the past thirteen years at this point. Jeez. Yeah, you know, I, I so I the first video game award show I ever worked on was in nineteen ninety four. I was a kid growing up in Toronto, Canada. Um, and I got invited to uh, to work on something called Cybermania '94. Holy shit! <laughs> so you can find this on YouTube. Oh fuck! Yeah, oh, we have hosted to. by the late Leslie Nielsen and Jonathan Taylor Thomas what? from Home this Improvement. Leslie Nielsen, I love yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Stuff. I don't know if you no, ordered Canada, so you this, and you actually find the whole show. But it's like amazing now to see the people that were presenters. It was like Matthew Perry, Fuck. Hillary Swank, all these people before they were famous. Even wow. And Doom was one of the big winners. Um, yeah, it it's off of the original Doom that came out in 94. So I got, yeah, there you go. So this is Cybermania 94. Oh my God, this Game is Rewards. amazing. Fuck yeah, you man. Can see, you can see my crash. JTT. But, uh, what did you do on yeah, it? So I got hired to write the narration for the nomination packages that William Shatner read. Um, and that was my first Holy experience with TBS show. TBS. So I was, I think I was like 15 years old at the time um, in high school and I got to come down to LA uh, and work on this uh, flew down with my dad and we sat in the audience um, and that was like the, they only did it one year but it was live from Universal Studios Hollywood um, you'll see this in a second it's like Leslie Nielsen Jonathan Taylor Thomas walking out you'll see there's like a, uh, <laughs> that's amazing there's actually a Hillary Clinton impersonator oh. show, which is appropriate this oh, wow. maybe a callback at um, this exactly. year's Game Awards <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know hard, right? stay tuned uh, yeah so I worked on this which was crazy um, and yeah you can watch it on YouTube devil the overseeing the award show <laughs> yes. Cyberland this yeah, is awesome this is, yes, I, yeah, full si- and they had Herbie Hancock perform in the what? show and it was just like random stuff I didn't know um, this yeah so how did so, you how'd you get hired as a yeah so the guy that produced this was a friend of my dad's up in Toronto who worked with my dad years ago. Um, and I, at the time, I was like 15, I was writing about video games um, yeah. for a bunch of gaming magazines. 
And so my dad said, hey, you know, my son's into games. And this guy, Peter Heyman, said, all right, well, do you want to help us sort of write this show? Because we don't, you know, we, we got hired to produce this award show. We don't really know games that well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, he basically said, here are our nominees. And then I got to actually, like, write dialogue that Shatner read for each um, show. I did that up in Toronto from my bedroom. And then I got to come, one of the, the prizes was I got to come down to L.A. Wow. Uh, to check out this award show, which was crazy. But it was so cool to, like, come down, be a part of it, and like have like the guys from id Software, like they're on stage like winning an award for mm -hmm. Doom. And this was back when like uh, Philips CDI and 3DO were out. I was like, you so were probably one of the few people who actually recognized <laughs> the people up there. <laughs> oh, that's Romero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was like yeah. Romero, Jay Wilbur, all these guys. Um, well, that was kind of the yeah. birth of rock stardom for game developers. Uh -huh, totally. Because yeah. I was like, yeah, it was, it was an amazing. <laughs> I like, oh, it's I like these guys like, came out. They're like, we need an old probably man and a young man. Yeah, <laughs> spot me somewhere in the audience. Here and it was such a random uh, collection of folks that uh, did this, but it just like, inspired me. Like, wow! Like, video games have their own award show. And then it was, you know, it was a good ten years until I got involved uh, with Spike when they did the first uh, video game awards. But yeah, this was a, a one-time experiment. Um, there oh, you no. go. Why are they hitting you with the impersonators Jeff, right Jeff, off the I top? I have a question for you, a hard-hitting yes. question. Yes. How does it feel knowing that when Lawrence dreams, he's you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had such a head start. <laughs> God damn it. This is where it all began for me. Yeah, so that was like, that's where the whole video game Award, and there's this little skag here. He plugs uh -huh. in the computer. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that. oh, wow! That's, that's, that's heavy duty pyro. Do you, right? do you remember like your stream of consciousness, sitting in the audience watching yeah. this, like how you were feeling? I was insane. It, like it was. Again, you know, I'm really hoping so we get a shot of you in retrospect. Yeah. But this was. Uh, it was like, it was just cool to be like in a room with all these game creators that I love. Like people wearing tuxedos, and again, like I was a kid who played games in my bedroom, never got to go to any event. Like this was before I even went to E3 or anything. So it's like so I was like absolutely blown away that there was like a stage and lights and people were talking about games, even though it was like total. I even hear like there's so much smoke you can't even see. Yeah, they didn't really plan that out. Like, Is that Maya Angelou? No, no, that's <laughs> I forget what game she was in. Like a Philips CDI game. Oh, it was like because no. this was the era of all the full motion video games. Yeah. So they hired like all these kind of like. You know, B level Hollywood actors to like star in yeah. these um, think, full motion video games. I think that actress was on Fresh Prince. <laughs> I think she, <laughs> she was. was. I, I I'm sure, yeah. Was. But so it's so, all those. Yeah. Well, well, like today, so like you'll have an event and there will be, there's like the Will Arnett's of the world and uh -huh. stuff where it's like bigger celebrities are like, oh yeah, totally into gaming. And like, right. um, I think you were mentioned earlier, like Matthew Perry and stuff. It's uh -huh. like big Fallout nerd and all this stuff. It's like, there, yeah, he was there. Yeah, sure. we're, we're at a time now where like being a gamer isn't such a, like most of these people in the audience right now are probably like, I don't know what this Wajima do is, but yeah. uh, they invited me and I got a free drink, so it's cool. But yep, it's so weird now. You fast forward today, and it's like it's not so taboo. No, so not much. at it's all. Not, it's not so alien. It's just sort of like everyone knows what the game is, and on some level, so totally. Like, no, that was the thing is in this show. Like I think they struggled to find like people that even wanted to come out and talk about games uh, and be a part of it. And like the idea of doing a two-hour show about games like you'll see even here like the games that are nominated or things like you were like how would they ever get nominated and it was uh, yeah it was insane list. and it was uh, now like being around that production as a kid inspired me to think of like hey one day maybe we'll have you know like an Oscars like ceremony for games and Previous thing is now here we are doing it all by myself so, <laughs> in 2016 so yeah it's, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you brought that up so you you wrote William Shatner's dialogue yes and Cybermania yes, graduated up to Spike Game Awards in 2003. Yeah. So starting in 2003, were you executive producer at the start? No. Okay. So I, uh, 
you know, went to college, graduated, uh, started doing a lot more writing for magazines like Entertainment Weekly, and then G4 started in 2004, I think. So the first Spike VJs actually just went as an attendee just to kind of check out what they were doing. Wasn't really, I had friends that were working on it, but I sat like at the, the front table with EA, I remember, and like Madden NFL won Game of the Year. And oh. they made this radical choice to like announce the Game of the Year winner at the start of the show. So oh. it's like the show started with Matt and winning, <laughs> right. okay. and then they had this idea that they were that all the if you if you find the footage of it, there are all these girls that bring these champagne bottles to the table, and the idea was that they were going to accept the award at the table, so they didn't give it on stage. It was okay. kind of a kind of a crazy thing, but they did that, and then at the time G four was just starting up, so I, I worked on, at G four actually for probably two years when they had something called Gforia, which was like yeah. their mm-hmm. video game awards ceremony. I believe and the Flock of Seagulls were there. Exactly, year. yes. For <laughs> yep. G, yeah, GTA. That was a GTA-inspired uh, performance. They didn't, they, they didn't, I don't think they looked the way they thought no, they did. No, that was, uh, like that was, was yeah, it was, I think one year Gforia was like Dave Navarro hosted and the other year was, uh, I think Jamie Kennedy maybe. Um, I, one year yeah. Maybe. yeah. It, I, I get that mixed up with the Activision but, press conference. Yeah, exactly. I can only think back as far as Elijah Wood. Uh-huh. Was he a host once? Uh, he was on it one was year. On it. That was, yeah, the yeah. Wilmer Valderrama year. I'm um, sorry. So, so, <laughs> Hold on. What did he roll out? Wilmer Valderrama rolled out on a cat, a cat, cat Marcy ball and he came out on stage to open the show, rolling what? out. There's, did the team play the night? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. And that show, actually, so funny story that uh, Gforia year was written by the Lonely Island guys, what? Andy. Uh-huh. Uh, Yorma and uh, I forget the third guy. Uh, yeah, and so all three of them wrote that show because they were gamers. This was before they were Lonely Island or on SNL, hmm. but they actually wrote like that whole show that Wilma Valderrama hosted. Wow. Um, so anyway, so I did G4 for a while, and then Spike, I got involved with them. I think it was like 2004 or five, originally just to host a show which was called Gamehead at the time, um, which was uh, our first episode was on the Frag Dolls. Ashley was one of the guests, and it hmm. was uh, it's where it all began. In Ashley Jenkins. Ashley Jenkins. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Our Ashley Jenkins. Rooster Teeth people may know Ashley. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was uh, 2005, and then that's when I started to get a little more involved in the Spike uh, VGAs at the time, and kind of originally just started as like a consultant, and then became more of a producer, and then eventually kind of grew into, uh, I think I was like a co-executive producer the final couple of years of it. Um, but yeah, I spent, I probably was like eight years of, of BJs that I really worked on. Um, and yeah, it's like, it wasn't, wasn't perfect, but I learned so much about like what it takes to build a show like this. There's Hillary Swank and Matthew Perry presenting Gosh. at the uh, Cybermania 94. Yeah, he's always so, been beautiful. Yeah. It's like, and this is like <laughs> way back. In, I mean, it's like, you know, Oscar winner, Matthew Perry yeah. presenting at a video game award show. So yeah, I did the Spike thing for eight years, I guess, which is crazy. Jeez, it's, I think yeah. we've all been to like a handful of them. Yeah, in yeah. Some yeah. capacity. I had, the, I had the privilege too. Well, I, I had the story where I went with my out of work actor friend who said, uh-huh. "Oh, I got some tickets to the, uh, the game award. Do you want to go?" I was like, "Sure, yeah. man." He got paid as an extra to be in the audience uh-huh. when, um, uh, what was the band? Not the New Radicals. One of them. I don't know. Vertical Horizon. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> American Rejects or something <laughs> like that was there. While yeah. AFI. Or yeah, their pubes were coming out. I think Weezer was there too, but yeah. like. So I was one of the extras sitting on the stairs that okay. they would wheel in. You'd be and, a casted extra, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "Cool, thanks." Yeah. I didn't. He got paid for me being there. I realized <laughs> he used me to make an extra hundred bucks because you were a real gamer. <laughs> uh, but I got to sure see Kiefer right. Sutherland uh-huh. from some stairs. Okay, so that was yeah, that was probably two thousand eight. The year that Jack Black hosted, yeah, with Kiefer Weezer, LL Cool J. It was a good show. Uh, yeah, no, it's I had fun. the thing is with that. I was always. 
I was always amazed about the amount of you know money they invested in like doing a big spectacle, and even if the tone of it wasn't necessarily right, or it was kind of you know people loved to hate it, the fact that they were like investing millions of dollars and like celebrating games on TV, it's like mm-hmm. no one else was doing it, and that was when G four was sort of starting to to uh, to crater anyway. So yeah, I loved I loved working. I learned so much about it, um, and even though it wasn't perfect, it was great to like work with everyone there, and a lot of the people honestly that work on the Game Awards uh, from a production standpoint are like people I met through working on those shows um, who, you know, they also do the Oscars, but then they also mm-hmm. you know, work on Game Awards. So yeah, it was it was a wild, uh, wild eight years with many crazy stories. <laughs> I, I always feel like the Game Awards really reflect the, the time, like right. their time capsule in that those, the, the cyber... I can't mania. remember what they're called now. Cybermania '97 yeah, or whatever. Four, that that is totally a it encapsulates the '90s. We were all in right Cybermania there. at one point. The, exactly. the, VG, the VGA or the VGAs of the of the 2000s, like yeah. those were the the 2000s. Like Samuel L. Jackson being there, like yep. that was. And the way that you do the game of game awards now, yeah. totally completely fits with like I feel like what the industry is like now. I was super pumped. Uh, I was in Las Vegas for the first Game Awards yeah. we did, because we were doing bonus round there. Yeah, that's right. And I watched the Game Awards, we had like worked all day, and then I watched them in a hotel room with a bunch of the guys from like Easy Allies. Right. And we were so excited. Like we were, yeah. we I had a blast. Like Thanks. we ordered room service and watched the Game Awards and I had such yeah. a good time. And, they, and everybody was so excited that like, there was still a yearly thing right. to celebrate games. Yeah. Like, and, the, and you're still doing it. Well, that's, that's what like, really birthed Game Awards was when it became clear that you know, Spike wasn't going to really continue doing VGAs. And we did a thing, you guys probably remember, that I hosted with Joe McHale called VGX, which was like this kind of digital version of the VGAs. And they wanted to do another one of those again. And I was like, I don't know. Um, and I, yeah, you said it sort of reflected the times. Like I saw all the success that people were having with streaming, like Rooster Teeth, other people were able to build their own entities. And I said, maybe if I can get all the game companies together, we don't need to be on a traditional TV network. We could actually build a show for this audience on streaming platforms, and it's nothing against Spike, like any TV network would have treated it the same way mm-hmm. um, about the kind of show that they wanted to do. Like these shows, and even VGAs, was, it was built for this kind of like mythical mainstream viewer that was maybe gonna tune in to yeah. see you know, the cast of the Jersey Shore or something. And like we all know, it's like, as a community, we wanna see like our favorite game creators up there and our favorite personalities. And yes, celebrities where it makes sense, um, but that was sort of, that was the opportunity I th- thought I had to like, could we build a show that was like built for gamers first? And yeah, I took the risk and said like, if I didn't do it, I thought the whole idea of a year-end award show was going to go away. So, and that was, you know, Machinima at one point was doing their thing. That yeah. went away. Yeah. G4, exactly. The Against our will, gaming. yes. <laughs> that was always, that usually be, that was usually VGA weekend, right? There'd be like the yep. inside well, game. Well, you know why we yeah. did that, right? So, yeah, so we host yeah. Because we didn't have, to, well, we had swimming time. in the wake. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it was like, they're going to be in town already. Exactly. They'll come to our party too. Opportunistic. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was always a lot of hip, cool salespeople being like, we're going to wine and dine Treyarch. I'm like, you know, the yeah. devs aren't going to give you money. Right. <laughs> you idiots. I don't know. No, but it was yeah. a party, right? Yeah. It was always it was, a party, yeah. It, it was wasn't exactly back. a celebration of gaming. I no. think it was the big thing that was missing from those types of award shows. It was a celebration right. of the fact that we we're rich enough to throw a celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to put it as cynically as I possibly can. I think one year For us, specifically. I think it was sponsored. They got it sponsored one year by like Mission Impossible yeah. and some other game that like never came out. Right. It was like... Cinnamon Toast Crunch? I mean, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It was the Serial Nightclub and then like ladies in 
cosplay would walk around and offer I you think serial you just shots. Got a cheat code, by the way. Oh me. no! Oh good, man. Good thing we tuned in. I'm glad I recorded this so I can rewind it. <laughs> oh, it's classic. I used to buy magazines for cheat codes. Yeah, You're watching. Was, don't take that. It's ours. This was the idea. They tried. I think they tried to get like exclusive cheat codes. <laughs> from the game companies <laughs> that they like revealed on the show. So I think he's reading a code now oh. that you could like enter into the, you know, NES version. People, people are frantically writing. <laughs> yeah. We should do that on the podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, there was almost there was almost a tone of casting. You were trying to cast gamers, you know. But now it's progressed to the point where people are just so open about being a gamer, and it's just such a mainstream thing that it's like, hey, if you're interested in this kind of subject matter, come out. You know, totally. That used to be exactly like, let's find gamers, let's cast gamers. You know, it's in the era as you said, Lisa, like the. 90s kind of hip MTV TRL. It's like you know, like we're skateboarding their guitar stings everywhere. <laughs> exactly. It had yeah, to be like, like super radical and cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like gaming was, uh, ultra, you know, it was sort of alternate culture. Um, and now it's like you're right, like gaming is just like mainstream. It's like yeah. everyone plays games and it's more about like the artistry of it. Like one of the things that's really important to me with Game Awards is like we treat it like art and like we talk about like the great stories in games and the way they like you know emotionally move you and things like that um it's all a part of what uh what the experience is so yeah we're gonna well, keep, keep doing what we do yeah that's, yeah. that's paul riser on a monitor the, uh, <laughs> i was just kind of curious so like uh in the years that you've done this has the yeah. nomination process always been sort of the same do you sort of is it like the Oscars where you say, yeah. let us know if you want to be nominated, or do you just pick what you want no, to No, so that's one thing that is unique, I think, about Game Awards, is some awards shows, they go out and you have to like pay a nomination fee mm-hmm. and submit your game. No, we just go to like all the top publications that vote, and we're excited that we had Funhouse in this year, you guys voting as well. Oh, yeah, we're going to think of that pool. Think of that pool. I'm going to recommend Oh, yeah, can we say... We are trying to push Lawrence for trending game. True. Okay. Which, well, uh, if you don't get nominated, there's a conflict of interest there. <laughs> hey, I get the rules. That's what uh, Greg Miller said the same thing to me. It's like, can I vote for myself? I'm like, you can. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, Jeff. A true trending game. Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb was on <laughs> you the guys panel should. the first year, and he got nominated. Um, so yeah, we we basically we tell game publishers who's voting on it, but yeah, there's no submission. People just vote because you play games all year. Sometimes they'll. Uh, the voting publications will get like advanced copies of games that get mm-hmm. sent, you know, a couple weeks early, just like Oscar screeners go out and stuff yep. like that to voters um, for some of the November games. But yeah, people just uh, vote on like their favorites of the year, and then we collate that all together and announce nominees. Yeah, that's kind of how we did it for years, where oh, it, it got really frustrating because we'd sit in an office for three days yelling at each other, right. and Lawrence was always saying like he would say like uh, Lollipop Chainsaw is a great soundtrack, <laughs> and half the people in the room like. I didn't play it. Yeah. Exactly. And Lawrence is like frantically on YouTube trying to find <laughs> yeah. a clip. And no, listen like, to a clip we're moving on Skyrim seconds. wins. Skyrim. And he's like, how does Skyrim win? No, it's, it's, look, it's a tough thing yeah. for voting for games because, you know, like movies, you, you know, most people, are like if you're in the academy, like you tend to be able to see most of the big movies and make an evaluation. In the gaming world, it's like one person. There's no way you can really play like mm-hmm. all these 50 hour RPGs and games throughout the year. So that's why we try and do it by publication. So, collectively amongst all you guys, you probably have an opinion. Same thing with, you know, a lot of the other outlets. Because sure. one person, it's really hard to play everything out there. Well, it's like, how do you differentiate between like, okay, Overwatch doesn't truly have a story. Right. There's lore and stuff, but then yeah. like... All the supplementary content. Th- does a story really make a game? Yeah. Like, who's who's to say? And it, it's a weird thing that there is like a, a perceived sort of thing of like, I guess you put something out there like Portal or Witcher and be like, this is the best game of all time. It's like, well, 
maybe to some people, but then yeah. to others, like, maybe Doom is the best game. I don't uh -huh. know. It's so Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's part of the debate and discussion. And one of the things that I think has evolved, too, is we used to be very genre-focused in terms of, like, best action game and best RPG and best strategy game. Mm -hmm. And we still have those categories, but one of the things we do with Game Awards is, like, let's talk about, like, different sort of creative traits like best narrative or best art direction or best mm -hmm. sound design because um, I think sometimes that allows you to sort of compare games better because you know like one of the things we have with genre categories there'll be years where it's like it's not a great year for fighting games and like it can't even find five nominees yeah. because like there are only three games that came out whereas in the action genre like this year there like have been so many shooters mm -hmm. it's like hard to even like you know you can't even fit the best games into five because there are probably seven good ones like so yeah, it changes. So what Adam was saying, like we <laughs> not my booking this game. This game will not be back. This <laughs> there, there are so many categories that are such, <laughs> such gray areas. Yeah. Like with ball. best, best story, like yeah. a game like Overwatch. I know the category specifies like best in-game narrative, right? But Overwatch has so much yeah. supplementary More content game narrative. that yeah. builds all those shorts that build all the narrative. And then I know that like, there's always like very specific um, language that right. feels gray. Like I, I remember ga game trailers. Captain Chode Treasure Tracker. Oh, yeah. We wanted it to be like a best platformer. Right. And I forget who was our, I don't know if it was Kyle or somebody was like, well, Toad doesn't jump. He doesn't <laughs> jump in the game because his backpack's too heavy with all right. of his adventuring gear. So it's not a platformer because he doesn't jump. Right. He's traversing platformer. I'm, I, I, I'm on the plat. I think that's totally a platformer. I think Captain Toad is I a think. fucking platformer. It's one of the best platformers ever made. But if it, right, but if it's not that, then what genre is it, right? Yeah. And that's exactly. We always get, like, people are like, Dishonored, like, is it action adventure? Is it RPG? Like, what's the because all these yeah. genres blend together now, mm -hmm, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, there's a little character progression, so that's an RPG if you can do right. upgrades. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. trying to give an Oscar to a Bollywood film, like, <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, I guess Oscars don't sort into comedy or drama or whatever, but like, they don't, right? They like Bollywood films are like, you know, we got a dance sequence, it's a love story, it's also a, an Indian Civil War picture as well, you know, like, it's a period piece, it has every single genre all mixed yeah. in. Gaming is, like, so broad, lots of games have right. so many feature sets and ways to tackle it, and, like, you could say, theoretically, Dishonored is a puzzle game. Right. If you really wanted Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Like, you know, that's like, genres, it's hard to break it down, and also, when you think of, like, you know, different games for different folks as well, because, you know, there's some games that, like, People play multiplayer only, they don't even care about the story or lore. Mm -hmm. And then other people want to, you know, all they care about is Uncharted and like the characters and the emotion of it. Yeah. And other people are like, no, I just want to play like Call of Duty multiplayer. And that's yeah. what I want in my game. So it's like to some people, that's, the, you know, maybe not Call of Duty, but it's like, you know, multiplayer game is their game of the year. Mm -hmm. And other folks, it's like all about, you know, the amazing culmination of Nathan Drake's story in Uncharted 4. So yeah, that's, uh, that's part of the healthy debate. Thank you. Um, and then other people, it's like, you know, their favorite game of the year is something they play on their phone. Like yeah. Clash Royale, like that's their game mm -hmm. of the year. That's what they yeah. play the most. Well, it's like it's very different. Pokemon Go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Some you could argue Pokemon Go. Probably be the biggest game of the year uh -huh. and has probably already been forgotten. Yeah. yeah. It's weird thing or like the NES coming out. Oh, again. NES Mini. Classic NES. Yeah. yeah. So it's such a strange uh, thing. The thing like, that does what a Wii U does, but less, <laughs> and yet people are still ridiculous. <laughs> no, that's it's, it's like it's so tough for us yeah. because we we you know the other day we want to focus on like the state of the video game art, like the games that are like pushing the medium forward. Mm -hmm. And that comes in a bunch of different dimensions. They're great story games, they're great multiplayer games, they're great like audience expanding games, I would say, like Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. Like in the summer when we were all walking around and we saw, you know, hordes of people playing Pokemon Go, mm -hmm. 
it makes you realize like how powerful games can be. Mm -hmm. But then like that happened for two weeks, and then like no, yeah, yeah. 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 So we've all, like, where all are we now? Yeah. Is it weird that I judge somebody if I see they're still playing Pokemon Go? <laughs> I don't know. Probably there's a lot of guy on Santa Monica Pier. That's, that's yeah, why you're the trending gamer. That's right. Yeah. I'm master trends right here. Let me tell you about another trend: shaving. <laughs> because we got a sponsor of Dollar Shake Club for this podcast. So, yes, thank you, Jonathan Taylor Tom. Yeah. Um, he doesn't even shave. Yeah, he doesn't have to, but if you're a trending gamer like me, you might find that you have to shave every three days, uh, as an adult man usually does. Uh, so, Dollar Shave Club sponsors this podcast. Uh, you're probably familiar with their Razors by Mail service. Uh, basically, you join the club and then they send you a variety of male health care kits every month. They can include things like artisan soaps. I don't know if soap can be artisan, but it certainly was when I put it on my body because I smelled fantastic. They have something called shave butter, which is like shave cream, but not as thick. So it lubricates your face and doesn't gum up your blade. It's fantastic. They also sent me the executive blade, which has five blades. Weighs about 20 pounds. My arm's shaking by the time I'm done shaving. That's a, actually a lie. It's very light and easy to use. Uh, but it actually shaves too well. Now I, have to, now I have to get in the exfoliation game like Elise was talking about. Keep meaning to buy some product, but I, I just don't. I can't. I don't know. I'm conflicted with myself. Would the trending gamer wear exfoliating products on his neck? Uh, I mean, that's tough to call. To like, say yes, you so are, go buy you it. are on top of the trends more than anyone, so yeah. you would know. You're right. I was just asking you as a test. The answer is yes, because <laughs> I'm going to do it, and I'm the trending. Anyway, uh, you can uh, join the Dollar Shave Club for free for one month. All you have to do is pay shipping by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. Once more, that's dollarshaveclub.com slash dude for a free month. Just pay shipping. Thank you, Dollar Shave Club, for your sponsorship. And uh, so, Jeff, you actually mentioned something really interesting. So here, here's, my, here's my big game plan right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make you seem like a good guy, and then I'm going to okay. slam dunk you hard. Good. So you were talking about how you wanted I'm to celebrate uh, games as artistry and everything like You're that. You're never going to get trending gamer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Revise the balance. <laughs> One thing, uh, there was uh, when VGAs went independent, yep. I guess it was shortly after, uh, there was an article in the New York Times yep. um, that, I, that I pulled up. And there was an, I've heard this anecdotally, and this mm -hmm. article referenced it as well, but let's see here, here's the quote. The event is a tribute to the tenacity of Mr. Keeley, yeah. who risked more than $1 million of his own savings to finance the first show last year. Yep. And then I've heard, I've heard like mentions of you putting your own money into mm -hmm. production since then. Yep. So uh, I don't know Can how Lawrence transparent you want to be about money. that. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I have yeah. no money. Um, but to, to what degree are you personally uh, invested yeah, in this? Yeah, it's, I mean... Production. It is all me. I went off independently and said, hey, I want to do this and use a lot of the money I'd made over the years doing TV stuff to sort of roll this back into building the show. Now, you know, to be fair, when I did that, I certainly had like all the game companies say like, we want to support you and like be a part of it. So yeah, I didn't, we didn't take investment dollars from the gaming company. Some people said, hey, you just go get everyone to fund it. And it was important for me that the show was independent. Um, but yeah, I, I felt confident when I went out and did it. Everyone was telling me, you got to do this, Jeff. We're not going to have a show this year. Um, go make it. But yeah, I, I risked a bunch of money to say we're going to fund the first show, do it myself. And then I went around to all the game companies and sponsors to try and get people to sort of recoup that money. Um, but yeah, it was, it was super scary to like go out and say I'm going to do it. And you know, now there's lots of live streaming around, you know, it's not a foreign idea now, but like two years ago, the fact that we were going to like air it on YouTube and Twitch and not on TV. A lot of people were like, "Oh, well, that's you know, that's not cool anymore. It's like if it's not on TV, like it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant." There's a certain and stigma. Yeah, online only. Thousand percent. It's like, "Oh, this isn't mainstream anymore. It's like this is just you know a YouTube show." The irony um, being that more people will watch it online than on. Television. That's what we found, right? Yeah. And when we yeah. did it online, we went global, so everyone around the world got to watch it. There was tons of conversation around it, but yeah, definitely, I, I had to. Well, uh, let's escape from Cyber City. I think that's Lawrence a full CDI game. 
I need. Oh, that's a video game. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. I, I felt so bad we for you, Jeff. I'm sorry. Yeah. I saw that pop in. Like Lawrence is going to point that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I'm looking at the name. You have Lisa. Mark from, yeah, Lisa. From Lisa. Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. Right Quit bragging, Jeff. Exactly. All the big stars. <laughs> exactly. If only you were there, Lisa. Yeah. Oh man. She's reading um, from her Newton. Yes. I, I'm right. sure Elise was probably. Um, if you were born by then. Oh, I. Um, no, I wasn't. But yeah, so I risked a bunch of money to. To do it for year one and have continued to to be like independent um, and like distributed across all the platforms, work with everyone, and, and yeah, it's scary. Like even this year, it's like you go into it and say, "Hey, like there's going to be a lot of money on the line, and you just have to start from square one." Um, but it's 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 really scary, but it's also really liberating that like I can make the show that like I want to make, and it's like I'm the ultimate say. And part of the challenge, I think, with something like VGAs was always that when you get a show that big, it's made by committee. And it's like, it's not just me, it's like a bunch of network executives and producers and everyone giving opinions. And I started to, you know, it's just, it's natural that you want to like own it yourself and make it your vision. So if you want to do that, you sort of have to invest in yourself. Um, and then it was nice after the first year that I think people really, you know, responded to the tone of the show and what we did. So it made it worth it. And yeah, now, I mean, it's, I don't think about like, are we going to do it next year? It's like, you know, hopefully we can keep doing it for decades to come. Um, and build on that. And I always want it to be independent. Like, you're not going to read a story about how, you know, I sold the awards to someone. Um, like, I want it to be independent. Um, Lawrence, the Lawrence will have to say about that. <laughs> Give it to the oh, training. By the way, he needs to, to take it over. <laughs> exactly. You can lend me $100. <laughs> yeah. I got to get home. Uh, so it's interesting. I think you very diplomatically and indirectly kind of took yeah. the fire out of me dunking you into the dumpster. But Oh, please um, look away if you want. <laughs> uh, so on the same article, you yourself yeah. had a quote. And I'm going to read to you just to make it very meta and weird. Okay. Uh, he said, quote, some people uh, say that, speaking of the amount of like exclusive trailers reveals mm -hmm. that are slash used to be in the VGAs. Yeah. Your quote, some people say that makes the show too commercial and it should be purely about awards. Mm -hmm. I found that for this audience, you need to blend the two. Yeah. Um, and certainly in the past, a lot of people have taken exceptional issue yep. to how promo heavy uh -huh. the awards seemed. Yeah. Um, if I were to read into what you just said... It almost sounds like you were. It is. It was the creative direction of other other producers or other influencers that made it so produ uh, promo well, heavy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's at the end of the day, it's a, like it's a business and a show that you have to fund, right? So, like, yeah, back in the days of Spike, I mean, there were a lot of like brands with like you know Mountain Dew and Pontiac and all these other companies that were sort of you know brand you know like the what was it the most addictive game fueled by oh, Dew yeah. I think or stuff like that. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, that's the nature of these shows that you have to go out and find sponsors. You kind of hope that you're going to have like the right sponsor step up, but you have to sort of figure out how to fund it. And even for me, like it's, uh, there is a commercial aspect to this show. And even in terms of like the trailers and the world premieres, you know, some purists will say this should just be an award show. It shouldn't have any future looking games or announcements. And my response to that is like, I don't think that would work. And, you know, with all due respect to like the Dice Awards or BAFTA or GDC, like those are great shows, but they're the viewers for those are in like the thousands, and it's basically for the people in the room. It's not a mass consumer experience. So if I saw those other shows with people, you know, millions of people watching them, then I'd say, well, we don't need the announcements. But I actually like, I think that's a big part of the show that like some of the best creators in the world are coming to that stage to show you the future of like where games are going to go next. And I think that's sort of the nature of our our kind of club is that people want to like remember their favorite games of the year, but we also want to like look forward and see like what's next and get excited. So that's what drives the viewership. 
Yeah, I, is like that. You know, Psychonauts. I was going yeah, <laughs> to add into that. Like, I, I was I was lucky enough to be at the Game Awards last year, and the yeah. highlight for me yeah. was the announcement of Psychonauts, a game that may not be out right? for the next. Yeah. Thank you, Adam, years, for getting that right? game off the ground for us. <laughs> well, your, all your enthusiasm. I don't know if we I, we maybe told this story, but the day before, James and I were in Raleigh uh-huh. doing this thing with Lawbreakers. Uh-huh. It was like like an early like. Kind of like a preview event, but sort of like we didn't do any like content. It was just sort of like, hey, we want to pick your brain. Just play it. Yeah. Like, cool, yeah, totally fine. And we went out to lunch, and uh, Cliff Blazinski is just like, oh yeah, so I'm gonna see that's gonna be the game word tomorrow. And we're just like, James, you know, James he did, like, I absolutely did like, not <laughs> say that. He said he just mentioned the game Psychonauts two. Yeah. And, and he, I was like. I was like, that's weird that you would mention a game that's never going to exist. Right. I didn't call him on it, but I was yeah. like, I just I think, I like, think we were talking about Kickstarters or something, and he uh-huh. goes, oh yeah, fix. I don't know who's going to do that, and James just kind of did like, ha ha ha? James doing a huge second. But then, fan. obviously, like 24 hours later, we were at the Game Awards, yeah. Yeah. and, and the then there was surprise. an actual announcement. Yeah. And, and But so it's, I mean, kind of to what you're saying about the, the looking back while also looking forward, most of the people there have played most of the games and they've right. kind of developed their own opinions and awards are always a great way to kind of be like, here's a great consensus. We've, as, as gamers, as lovers of entertainment, have all come together to this give this game our praise, right? But there's so much to be said for being excited yeah. for what is to still come because you may have played Uncharted 4 this year, but who knows what's going to come out yeah. next year. We like to be... Hyped. I mean, the same reason why people, you know, go to Comic Con to see the new trailers, or it's like, oh, this movie trailer came out. Like, I can't wait to go see it. Like, that's part of the culture is these creators like inspiring us with where they're going to want to go. So that's that's a commercial aspect of the show, which I think is exciting. Um, and look, I mean, at the end of the day, we do have to pay for the show, and like yeah. that's where sponsorships come in. Um, and you know, we do the Game Awards sales. People get like discounts on games, which is really cool, and the nominees. But we mention that in the show. Um, so yeah, there, I mean. Look, I get that people will always see the Game Awards as something that is like commercial and mass appeal, right? And look, like the way we do the show, the millions of dollars we spend with the stage and the set and all that, like that's important, I think, for the industry to have that spectacle. And, you know, we could also give out the awards on a green screen stage and, you know, spend no money on it. But I think, uh, you know, I'd much rather be able to do something really big and bold um, on the set. And that costs money. So we do have to have sponsors. And yeah, hopefully we. We balance it in the right way, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's something we think about a lot. And if pe- other people have better solutions, I mean, you know, the other thing is, I guess I could, you know, run a Kickstarter for it every year and have the audience funded, and then we have no sponsors. But I feel like I, I like the idea of it being free and accessible to everybody, uh, and you know, finding partners that really want to like help us grow the show. And that's what's been cool is a lot of the brands that get involved now. They come to us and say like, "Hey, what could we do that would be cool for this audience? Like, help help guide it." Um, so yeah, we'll see. But it's definitely, I, I, I totally take the criticism, but it's, uh, this show is a balance between kind of awards and marketing, but I think it can be good marketing that this audience responds to. There's, there's a certain thing, and we deal with it a lot yeah. at Funhouse, like where it's a, where do you draw the line between being a business yeah. and then also just serving, serving your audience. And it's, it's really tough. And we found, not in every case, but in a lot of cases, the people that are the most vocal at complaining about those sorts of things, yeah. why are you charging for this, or why are you asking for me to sponsor you with that, or whatever, are generally the people who have ad block on anyway. Yeah. Like, And the people who get it, the people who are like, oh, okay, well, if I don't watch the ad, yeah. Funhouse doesn't exist. Right. Like, um, 
they they have generally no problem with it because they understand. Yeah, the no, it's like, it's like you have to understand the circle of life. And the thing that matters the most to me, honestly, is to have like these game creators who have worked so hard all year to like have a big spectacle for them. So when they come out, they feel like their work is appreciated. And that to me is like why we spend the money on the set and the design and the pomp and circumstance of it is like give back to these people who like are heroes to me and you who devote their lives to entertaining us. So, you know, if we have to do a little marketing as part of that, then so be it. And, you know, people will will troll us and complain about this and that. But it's like if they have a better solution, let me know. But we're just trying to trying to make it all work. Jeff? So I'm sidetracking yes. here for a minute. I'm yes. always trying to get the scoops from you. Yes. You know that. <laughs> the last time I saw you, you told yes. me you had a Nintendo Switch in your car. I still don't know if you were <laughs> fucking with me or not on that. Um, <laughs> I was lying. Uh, I Ka- wish. Kojima was not at last year's mm-hmm. Game Awards because of the situation with Konami and everything. Yes. Can you talk about whether he will be at this year's Game Awards or is that still... We sure hope he's going to be there. We've invited him and, uh, you know, well, honestly, one of the big... Uh, goals of this year was to like figure out how could we get him there this year um, to be a part of the show because yeah last year was heartbreaking um, so yeah no official announcements yet but uh, our, our hope is certainly that he will uh, be involved in the show um, because yeah I, I mean that, honestly part of what motivated me this year was the belief that we needed to be back on like the same stage have the same you know production level so he could be there um, yeah. to sort of see the excitement from the audience um, now that he would be allowed to come to the show. So, yes, <laughs> con- consider, consider his uh, invitation uh, <laughs> submitted. I, I, this is kind of a good segue from that. I'm curious, going from 15-year-old Jeff mm-hmm. at the Cybermania, mm-hmm. you, you, we are, I think, lucky enough to kind of be involved in the industry, right? Yeah. We've gotten to meet really cool industry people, developers that we respect and admire. I feel like you are... Oh, in deeper, are like, you getting up to the Jeff Keighley Power Hour story? What? Huh? What's the Jeff Keighley <laughs> Power Hour? We'll see. We'll see where this goes. Tell, <laughs> tell me all your secrets. What um, do you have, trending gamer? What's on um, that laptop? Are you talking after E3? No, what? No, what? no, 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 no. I was just going to ask yeah. what it's like because you're you're okay. almost like Illuminati has a negative connotation, but you're in you're in deep like like yeah. like, yeah. like I said, people figure. A, a personal yeah. relationship with Hideo Kojima and stuff like that, and like so, how does it feel for you going from being? 15-year-old kid mm-hmm. to now you don't even get to see the announcement for Psychonauts. <coughs> right. And like, you you watched it. And I helped when make it, it happen. Got, yeah, yeah, when, you, when you, you were talked about it and you part, helped plan it. Like, how does that Yeah, happen? no, I mean, that's actually sort of true with Psychonauts was that it was uh, trying to help Tim get that together. And, you know, at one point, they're like, Notch was maybe going to invest in it. Mm-hmm. We weren't sure. And yeah, Tim oh, and I man. worked, I mean, I've been a huge fan of Tim's since, you know, the early days of, you know, Monkey Island, Day of the Tentacle and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, look, it's so fun that the people that I met, you know, 20 years ago are like still in the gaming business. And that's what's exciting about it is like people that I've, you know, like Kojima, and we're going over like shortly after 9-11 to visit him. I just graduated from college, like when he was finishing Metal Gear Solid 2 and like hanging out with him in Tokyo. So it's just been nice to like develop these relationships with people over the years. And I think we sort of help each other out and like those developers want to come to the show and like showcase things and hopefully, you know, believe that we're going to treat treat their work with sort of respect and like it's an honor to have like Tim say, hey, I want to come and announce Psychonauts 2 at your show. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, look, it's it's really fun to be able to build the show with these people and have them back me. And that gave me the confidence to do Game Awards. Everyone said like, you got to do this, Jeff. We'll be there for you. And the cool thing about like games and the reason I stay in this business is that 
people generally, when they say they're going to be there for you, they are. And that's like what's awesome is like all these executives and creators like are pretty honorable, awesome people. Um, and that's why like I've never never left games. I've never had any other job. When, when was the last? Games. When was the last time anything surprised you though? Because I remember we were doing the E3 show. Oh, announced it was a couple years back. Yeah. Like, before Last Guardian came up, you were like a psychic going Last Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, it's. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last thing that totally surprised me. It's hard because especially even around E3, like I tend to know what most of the companies are doing um, with their announcements because they'll be booking people to come on our show and stuff. So. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the last game that I was just like sort of completely shocked with. I mean, it was, you know, years ago, like I remember being blown away at like the PS3 reveal, some of those games, like the Killzone trailer, the CG piece, like things like mm -hmm. that. I remember being sort of like shocked by. Um, but yeah, it's rare now to be like completely surprised. But it's also sometimes I'll know about something, but I won't know how it looks. And then you'll like see the trailer. Mm -hmm. um, so even like Eddie E3, like Death Stranding. Like, I sort of knew Kojima was probably going to do something, but I hadn't seen it hmm. in advance or knew what it was going to look like. So when you finally see it, you're still blown away by it. So there's definitely an element of wonder. But yeah, the total, like, shock of, like, I had no idea this game was coming. Um, it's rare now. But it's honestly, like, it's more about, like, what are they doing? When I saw the Death Stranding trailer, I was just blown away. And, like, the artistry of that and how that came together, like, that was still a moment. Um, so yeah, it's not, not as many surprises. But it's, honestly, now it's... It's hard to like surprise people yeah. because yeah. everything leaks. Yeah, and it's like games are so different than like any other medium. Like a movie, you can't like you know be a year into production on a movie and nothing's going to leak. Like people will know about it. And even like J.J. Abrams has tried it with you know like Cloverfield stuff or whatever, but it's really difficult. Um, so games, it's like even the fact that someone is doing a game doesn't <clears throat> necessarily take away from the moment. Like the fact that Rockstar was doing Red Dead Redemption 2, I think people sort of like assumed that was what they were going to do. So right. it wasn't shocking that they were making that game. But still, when you see it, you get excited about like what it's going to be. Ultimately. I feel like to, to your point about anticipation, healthy anticipation, being part of the process, I think yeah. part of that is the gamer audience willingly plays dumb sometimes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can read between the lines and say, yes, they're making Red Dead 2. But it's just like, oh, are they going to announce it? Oh, there right. it is. Well, like, you kind of just do yeah. the math between games. Of course. When you look at franchises and you go, okay. Right. If you boil it down, it's yeah. not hard to make those calls, especially if you start to look at the business aspect of things, how much money certain properties make, how quiet certain studios have been for how long. Yeah, it's, it's not but that it's hard like to it's like exciting out. to think about, like, well, you know, when, like, Rockstar did that trailer, it's like, well, you know, which characters are in there? How does mm -hmm. that relate? Is it a prequel? Is it not? Like those are the kind of things that are interesting to discuss. It's not about like does this game exist? Because you're right, we're in a world where like if something's relatively successful, you're probably going to see another one of those <laughs> yeah. at some and point. Yeah, and especially if that studio, like the San Diego studio, or anyone's been really quiet. Yeah. Since this behemoth GTA Five came exactly. out, it's like yeah, they're probably not doing Bully. Right. <laughs> or some new IP. It's like they're probably going to go back to that. So that's the type of stuff that is. Uh, is fun. And look, I always hold out hope that certain games I want to see made like are getting made in secret and they've been, you know, like even like Valve, I love Valve, right? I've spent a lot of time covering them and it's like you hope that all of a sudden there's going to be this big new epic game that they're going to reveal, but it's like I don't make the games. It's always like with Game Awards, people always, you know, wonder like, you know, how good are our announcements going to be in, or not? And like, of course we ask for everything, but it's like sometimes those games don't exist or aren't ready or even there are times with games where it's like, we think they're going to be ready to show, and then they call me, you know, a month before the show, and so like, ah, we're not ready. Sorry, push it off. So it's yeah, the, 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 there's surprises in that regard where you think you have something and then <laughs> yeah. you don't. 
Yeah. Well, if you'd like to be on time for this year's Game Awards, <laughs> there it is. Make sure to get a, a watch through Movement Watches. Uh, these are a classy, minimalistic watches that start at ninety-five dollars because they are sold directly through the internet. So there's no store markup, no just MSRP. Like just like the Game Awards, direct to you, the right. uh, the so game connoisseur slash consumer. <laughs> exactly. uh, so they figured out that by selling online, they could cut out the middleman, uh, avoid the markup. They're nice watches. I like minimal watch faces. So you got some hands, and also people assume you're smart if you can tell analog time. Uh, you don't have to, but if you're wearing one of these, people assume you can, and then you get your little, your pound of pound, pound of power. So get 15% off your watch today with free shipping and free returns by going to movementwatches.com. Uh, quick note, that's spelled mvmtwatches.com uh, slash dudesoups. That's movementwatches.com slash dudesoup. 15% off your watch order today with free shipping and free returns. So class up your wrist a little bit. Thank you, movement. Um, I just fixed mine because of daylight savings time. Nice. Oh, right. oh, wow. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> Jeff, I have a couple of challenges for you. Okay. Uh, a couple of challenges. challenges. Some of them are easy. Some of them are difficult. Okay. Challenge number one. Yes. Speaking of your Kojimas and your Schaefers, uh, yes. given given the sort of uh, video game Illuminati, I believe was the term that James yes. threw up yeah. and absolutely intended every connotation associated with that. Uh, I want you to lay on me your most star-studded, name-droppingest, party-haltingest story you can possibly conjure up in your years of uh, video game work. I got one. Oh <laughs> wow! Um, not with Kojima, just with anyone. That anyone blowing away. Biggest, yes. biggest name, biggest group of names. Who are you most starstruck? Yelling out of a limo. We just want a crazy story, Jeff. That's the, the, the facade I mean, we called you on the like show. been like crazy. I mean, it's like taking Kanye around E3 was pretty wild a couple oh, yeah. years ago. Got to like escort him around and like go to all the booths and stuff like that. Did you direct like, him or did you just kind of follow wherever <clears> he happened to go? He actually, he sort of like thinks he really knows games. So he's like, oh, I want, like, I want to go check out Street Fighter Five. I want to oh. like head on over to like, you know, see Battlefront. And like he, he like, it was amazing. Like even, you know, there's we were walking through the Nintendo booth and like all of a sudden uh, Miyamoto was there. And like Kanye is like, well, I didn't know you were going to be here. What? And it's just like, that was an amazing moment of like Miyamoto and Kanye to sort of like meet and things like that that happened. So like, those are types of things which are really surreal to me to have like someone like that um, who like legitimately wanted to be at E3. Like he wasn't there because like his publicist said it'd be a good look for you to go do that. Like he really like wanted to check out VR and the games and like spent a full day at E3 walking around um, the crowd. So that was like really cool. And he was like, I was amazed what a big gamer he is. And like, he, he, I think he's told this story before, but when he was growing up in Chicago, like before he got into music, he actually dreamed of becoming a game designer and like yeah. went to school, like in oh, art that's school. That's why he's to, like, making the angel game games. about his mom. So that, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, that's all like ties together. Um, so that was a pretty surreal, uh, that's news to me, a Dennis yeah. Miller 3, 3DO <laughs> game. <laughs> wow. A full motion video revolution. You need to get these. This uh, is what Kanye saw that inspired him. This yeah. is where it all began. So yeah, like so that was a pretty surreal, awesome moment. Not just for me, but for the gaming industry because the amount of coverage that got and, you know, Kanye is a brand, whether you like him or loathe him, when he, you know, does something, people pay attention to it. So the fact that he came to E3 and put a spotlight on our industry by doing that, that was a, a pretty special moment. Okay. Uh, you've passed challenge number one. Okay. Oh so uh, <laughs> challenge number two. Yes. You've been, you've been nothing but constructive, happy, uh, building everything up, celebrating yeah. throughout this entire podcast. I want you to yeah. get upset at one thing. I don't care how irrational, small, or dumb it is. Uh -huh. What do you hate? And wish could you could erase from this planet? Is this a new segment on Dude Soup called Jeff Rance? What do I hate? Jeff Rance in the gaming world. Jeff, so I'm sorry. Give me an old game. The thing that I always what 
kind of grinds my gears Whoa, this time of down. year. Exactly. You know, I, like the thing that upsets me always this time of year is like we try and do something like Game Awards. We bring everyone together, and there's always like some developer or someone who thinks they're sort of better than the show. Like we can do things ourselves, and like we don't need like a big entity like Game Awards to talk about our games. So that's something that you know, it's more of a macro story about like how people use the media or don't use the media. But that's the thing this time of year, which always upsets me, is that people are like, ah, you know, we don't need to bother coming. Or, yeah, your award show, like, it's not, you know, the voice of the consumer anymore because you have, you know, the press and the media and, and influencers voting on it. So that's the kind of stuff that always, like, uh, pisses me off a little bit is, like, this time of year, there are people that sort of always like to complain about stuff. Or even, honestly, we're just about to announce the nominations. And there will be people that will, like, you know, actively, like, complain about, like, the nominations and stuff. And it's like... I don't even vote on them, but it's like people always, people take stuff really personally, right? And that's like, I get it. And it shows that they really value the awards, but it's amazing that like how frustrated people get. Um, and it's like, it's a runoff, right? So inevitably they're going to be winners and losers. Um, so that's always like difficult, I think, uh, this time of year because you want everyone to be happy. And then there are people that sort of ultimately get um, upset. So I have another Jeff, Jeff yes. Rance question. Yeah. Is there any universally acclaimed or loved game <laughs> That you just you don't understand why people love it, and you do not you did not care for it, but like yeah, or unless unless you generally find the good in all games, I feel like no. People love I games. mean, there's certain stuff that like I'll be the first to admit that like <clears throat> a lot of MP stuff I just don't have the time to play anymore. So it's like you know when I was growing up as a kid, like I loved like playing Duke Nukem 3D with my brother or Descent or like all these old games. But now it's not that I don't get it; I just don't have the time to throw into a lot of the like uh, MP sides of games. So I tend to be more of a story guy. Because I just like like to jump in, <clears throat> have an experience, move on from that. But I'm trying to think of stuff that people get. Um, I don't know. Like I, a lot of the, there's some RPGs that are hard for me to get my head around. Like even Final Fantasy stuff. I've never really been a huge Final Fantasy person, but I get why people like love that franchise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of a game like this year that everyone's like all about, and I just don't understand. Um, we'll just go ahead and say anything? Last of Us. Yeah, Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you're, if you're a single-player story guy, some of the more divisive, like basically the David Cage entries. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where you fall on those personally, but those tend yeah, to be a little divisive. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Heavy Rain I thought was pretty cool. There were elements of that that I liked. Uh, Beyond was sort of, I didn't actually fully play through that, um, but that was kind of a, a little a all, why. all over the map. Yeah, um, yeah look, and it's, I don't know. Yeah, there are games. I'm trying to think like this year, there's anything that I sort of played and I didn't fully get. We, we discovered this one called My Summer Car, which oh, is yeah. the darling uh -huh. right now. But it's, uh, so it's like you, you're in, a, what is it, like Norway, 1994? It's Finland. Uh -huh. Or Finland. Yeah, and Finland. it's like, um, and you're during the time of the Cyber Awards. Um, <laughs> cyber Awards. <laughs> you're, uh, cyber Awards. It's the cyber Mania. Yeah, cyber Mania era. It's, it's a weird kind of like pseudo survival game, but uh -huh. all you're doing is putting an engine together. Okay. And like building a car, but it's yeah. like piece by piece. Like you're literally putting the pistons oh in. You have to get the right screwdriver. The Steam in. game? Yeah. 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 There's so much Steam. amazing <laughs> random stuff on Steam. Yeah. Uh, that's why like I, I can't even like you look on Steam, it's like you don't I don't even know how we can even look at all the games that are out there because there's so much. They stuff. opened the floodgates recently and it's yeah. yeah. Well, it's I'm curious to to hear your commentary about this because I remember specifically a time where you could Maybe not every single game, but you can play pretty much every big uh -huh. game in a given year. Yeah. And now, 
even keeping up with AAA is difficult. Uh-huh. And every other kind of pocket of gaming has also blown up to amazing relevancy. So yeah. it's almost impossible for one human being to keep an eye, even yeah. if they love every strat of gaming, from like mobile to esports to AAA console to indie on PC to like early access. It's all moving forward and all getting big and developing its own microculture. Mm-hmm. So if, if the goal of the Game Awards is to celebrate gaming, yeah. doesn't that seem like it's going to become harder and more prohibitive as time goes on and all these yeah. subcultures grow their own bases. Yeah, uh, and we're trying to adapt to that. I think even like esports is a good example where we have a separate jury of folks that look at like best esports game and player and team because, you know, it's like, you're right, the generalist that sort of knows every game and every genre, it's hard to find. And that's why the voting is done sort of by publication. So it's training not just one person at Funhouse. It's like all you guys. Um, when you're training gamers. <laughs> <laughs> Picking our trending gamer. Um, and that's why it's, yeah, you said it's really hard for one person to have played like all the games uh, thoroughly throughout the year. So we do by publication. But yeah, it's, uh, it, look, it's only going to get bigger, I think, and more diverse. And I think a lot about like, you know, the mobile space. Lots of awesome mobile games. But how do we, you know, cover those? And like, you know, there's there's a segment of gamers which are more casual gamers. That you know, we don't like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure those are the people that will watch a two-hour award show about games no matter what. Like, they will enjoy playing, you know, the regular, you know, a game on their phone. But it doesn't mean they're gonna self-associate. Like, I can't wait to spend two hours looking at like, you know, the future of games. They'll hear about a cool game on the app store and they'll download it and be like, that was fun. They're a gamer, but they may not be sort of the the core gamer that would watch a show like this. But yeah, as we, I mean, look, I want as many people as possible to watch it. As we watch two dwarves <laughs> yeah. play, <laughs> one well, day this will be it only gets more and more random. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Bigger and bigger. Speaking of, okay, so speaking he's of random, he's a hero. Yeah. And also coming back to two people that that either uh, choose the route of cynicism and deconstruction over over celebrating something yeah. that's nice. I have I have uh, some selections. From people who decided to thoroughly decry your life's work. Let's do it. Um, you can just lay into them. You can rip I'm into ready. them. Yeah. I'll lay Let's into them for you, too. Well, and, you and I believe me, I, I have a thick skin. And yeah, I you have to. Think a lot about this stuff. So. Uh, and I have an answer for everything. Okay. You can say whatever the fuck you want on this exactly. show. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh, hey. curse on this show. Grind some gears. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so th- these are, these are uh, very, what's the word? Educated. Open letters, okay, to uh, to you and the letters. production staff. Wow, yeah. these are these are deep thoughts. Oh, these are somebody. There are a lot of people that are striking striking you from the heart of their blog. Okay, oh, boy, uh, and these are comments that were prepared in advance of today's show. Yeah, in real time? I went and found them, copy and pasted them. Okay, yeah. so these are excerpts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I I thought it would be too easy to just pop into a YouTube anywhere and grab the, some malformed thing. So I picked okay. I picked the most budding rows of, of okay. journalists journalists. To write this stuff. So Fantastic. first says is circa 2010 from Jeff Green. Yes. Uh, and on the self-titled post, uh, or not self-titled, but a rant about the Spike VGAs. Oh, yeah, I've read Jeff Green's article. Yeah, I've talked uh, about sure yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, But now you get the chance for me to read it to you. This was a, <laughs> <laughs> this was a and this was a, in fairness, this was about uh, Spike show. Yes. And you said nice things about the Game Awards since then. Yeah, not the okay. Game Awards. I don't know if you saw those updated tweets. Oh, I don't look at that. <laughs> I only go for the best. Yes, we'll respond to it. But yeah, uh, so this this is the excerpt right here. Quote, yeah. really, that's what this is. One two-hour commercial for the big game, pub- game publishers to plug their upcoming games. You can bet your ass that most of the behind-the-scenes, quote, editorial work that goes into making of this show is the wheeling and dealing with the EAs and Ubisofts and Bethesdas and the like to get those exclusive trailers on the show. Right. So Yeah, so look, there's a piece of that. Uh, that is true, but also like I'm really proud of a lot of the independent game developers that we get up there. 
Like I remember years ago at VGA's, like the limbo guys from Playdead got to come up on stage and get an award. Um, you know, whether you think it was right or wrong, we did a lot around No Man's Sky with uh, Hello Games. And like I like I love the smaller moments. Even last year at Game Awards, we did these really cool three documentary pieces on three independent developers um, that we partner with Unity on that kind of showcase their stories. So I would say that. Yes, we have um, a lot of you know big games on the show, but I think there's a lot of smaller developers that like get a platform to talk about their games. And one thing that a lot of the indies tell me too is that they love that they can come to the game awards, show something, or be on stage, and they don't have to like pick an allegiance to one platform. So often, if you're an indie developer, it's like, oh, do I sign my game with Xbox or PlayStation? Because the only way I'm getting on stage at E3 is by doing a deal with them. Mm. We're agnostic, and I'm like, I don't care who's making your game or if you're building it yourself. If it's a cool game, we'll put put it on stage for you guys. So I think we're a really powerful marketing vehicle for some of the smaller games, and I tend to think that I hope that we do a good job kind of bringing some of those to light. And even this year, like you'll see some smaller games announced from studios you've probably never heard of, but they either reached out to me or I found them and said, "Hey, I think you know we'd love to use Game Awards as a platform to expose people like new IP." So it's yeah, it's a balance. But yes, we need you know we need to show. We want to show the new Mass Effect and like show the first gameplay of that from EA. And I guess some people would say that's commercial, but you know, same thing with like going to the Warner Brothers panel at Comic Con. Like that's commercial, but you want to see the new footage yeah. of you know Wonder Woman. Or whatever. Was that angry enough? Boom, grinded. Oh. No, that was actually that was actually <laughs> my gears. thoroughly diplomatic. So I found one with a little more charged language. Oh my god! Well, All right, uh, a little bit. Again, this is Let's 2011, so we're still in in the, uh, the heart of the Spike VGA. So. This is Mr. Jason Schreer in an open letter to the VGAs. Jason uh, Kotaku, yes. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> After watching the 2011 Spike TV Video Game Awards this Saturday night, I can't help but wish you'd try a little bit harder to not embarrass the people you're trying to entertain. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to find the root of the problem here. You think we are dumb. You think your audience is so stupid that they'll be amused by YouTube rants and health potion gags. You think we get our jollies by watching girls bite cupcakes off conveyor belts. You think video game references make a good substitute for humor. Worst of all, you couldn't care less about what you're showing us. You don't care about the games or the people who made them. As Joystick's Justin McElroy pointed out on Twitter, if they don't give a shit about the awards, why on earth should we? Yeah, and that's... <laughs> Brian those gears. <laughs> no, look, I think that's all great feedback and that, uh, you know, I don't disagree with what he said. Jeff disagrees with <laughs> Exactly. So I'm just like, no, that's like, again, that's about, if someone's saying that about the 2015 Game Awards... Uh, you know, I would disagree with them, but yeah, look, that we have 20... less cupcakes. Exactly, that seems like the else. like you talk about all VGAs, and I'm not here to defend uh, VGAs. I was a part of sort of the team that put that show on, and you know, there are lots of war stories about why things ended up the way they were, and you know, who would... look. It's like I said it's sort of a committee, and there are lots of people giving feedback and opinions um, on that. And look, that's always part of the challenge when you do those shows is you're trying to work with people that don't necessarily. <laughs> get games the way we do. Like I could tell you stories about like when we were going to announce, you know, the Skyrim announcement, I had to call Todd Howard and say, hey, you know, some folks at the network think that your trailer is boring. We're not sure if we should run it. And it's like, you know, obviously like for me and for you guys, like I would never say that to Todd, but it's like you're in an environment where there's lots of people that have opinions, right? And they're not wrong. They're just coming from a different perspective. So like you t- Jason's comments, it's like it was, I would say all, all those comments Go back. The root of the issue is that it was people trying to understand an audience that weren't part of the audience and trying to think like this is what gamers might get or might want. And like we've, I've dealt with lots of writers over the years that you know will come in and pitch me gags that just like aren't 
funny to, you know, it's like the old joystick jokes and things yeah. like that. And like I lived through that for many years, not just at Spike, but at G4 and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I think at the end of the day, like the, for me, the Game Awards, it's not about being the most comedic, insane two hours uh, out there. It's about like, let's just like celebrate games in like a cool, calm, collected manner and like be proud of it. And that was the tone shift, right? When I moved to Game Awards, that I said, like, we don't, we don't need to focus on humor. We don't need to, you know, do a ton of gags and stunts. Like, that's not why you tune into the show. Um, so yeah, what Jason said, like, I think was absolutely. It was a, it was a forced marriage back then between kind of like Hollywood writers and producers and gamers. And you know, I learned a lot through that process of like what it takes to build a show like that. Of course, like you know, that kind of stuff, like I would cringe at too. And I would, you know, I would always say to people, like sort of after BGAs, I would often have to go on kind of an apology tour to people <laughs> to sort of explain like, you know, well, we tried. Because look, I mean, it wasn't just me. It was like all these creators that were entrusting me to kind of bring their games, you know, like The Last of Us that year to like announce that for the first time. Um, and I think we all kind of, you know, we grew up um, through that. But I will say like having worked inside that system and then being able to go out and build game awards. Like if I hadn't gone through that sort of cauldron of all those years of EGAs, it, I don't think I wouldn't have been able to do what I did with game awards. So it just, you know, it was it was growing pains. But yeah, it was it was believe me, it was painful those years where everyone at Spike would wake up the next morning and like read all the rants um, <laughs> from everyone out there. And I, you know, it's like I was only a piece of the puzzle. And I'm, you know, now obviously I take it much more personally. And I hope people won't say those kind of things about game awards. But I'm I'm ready. Boom, grinded. And if they happen, you'll come here and Fantastic. read Do you have any yeah. cyber awards comments? <laughs> Cybermania. Cybermania. Prodigy. Guys, make sure oh, you're oh, wow. I'm on my way. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll I didn't, know, I didn't know Cybermania existed until about 55 minutes ago. Oh. In See? some ways, you didn't exist until That's about true. 55 this minutes ago. It's all clicking yeah. together. Exactly. Well, uh, I mean, uh, Jeff, thank you for coming. Um, That's it? That, we're out of time. Any more that comments for hour. me? Uh, <laughs> That's the worst. That was, all that was the worst of the worst? It no. wasn't the worst of the worst. Give me oh, the worst God. of the worst before we go. Come on. I'd, I'd have to dig around a little bit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I, did, I didn't know how open thing. you'd be for it, so I, I didn't want to get... ask for about Doritos, Pope, or Angry Joe or something. I was specifically, but... actually. Um, so, I mean... The, the, Are you like? Is that a voted thing, or like, is it just like decreed by God that I am the Doritos Pope? <laughs> <laughs> Do people know that? Or it is, it's not self-appointed. Yeah, have, and uh, then and then they put up orange smoke I, from I'm, the chimney. I'm happy to serve. My, so I, uh, I was planning on asking about that specifically, but you essentially answered it in a million different ways, which right. is. That through through all the creative works you do and with the intentions you have, you have to marry that with the force that makes it go. Yeah. Just some kind of marketing. Yeah. And yeah, the more cynical out there, and, and I'm just repeating what you say back to you at this point, but yeah. the more cynical out there will grab that part and tell themselves that this this is like this is purity betrayed right. or paradise lost or whatever. But uh, no, we're we're certainly in the, the business of we have to come up with the most ridiculous, salacious titles for our videos. And daily we have commenters telling us we don't need to do that. Right. And yet we're seeing the data. And we're seeing that this video abjectly performs better. Yeah. So that's our job. That's what I mean. It's just sort of like, you know, people have to trust us that we're sort of trying to navigate all this and figure out how to do it. But it's like for all the awesome stuff they want to have happen at the Game Awards, like you said, it's not a charity. Like you have to figure out the business model that works. And, you know, you guys have subscription service, like Game Awards, I try and make free. But it's like there are a bunch of different models. And like I'm not saying we're wedded to like this is how it has to be done, but like, it's sort of even now is like really trying. Like we're a couple of weeks before the show, and like we're trying to raise the money to like make it all happen. Um, so it's like really stressful to do it. And I think some people think like 
you know, that's what, when I was at Spike doing that, I think people looked at that as an institution that had like all this money, all this clout, like why do they have to do this? Now when it's kind of independent, sort of like you guys or me, it's like people are like, well, like they trust you a little bit more, I hopefully. It's just like, you know, you guys are doing this because you yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when you're reading a Dollar Shave Club ad, like people kind of get it. Yeah. Like that's what you have to do to like afford this and the setup and everything. Um, so look, I think the audience is naturally skeptical. Uh, and, you know, doing anything that is sort of big and feels like establishment will have ultimately people that, you know, will, no matter how good it is, will always hate on it because it, it feels like, you know, too mainstream. And that's like, you know, why do you need these celebrities? Why do you have these bands showing up? And it's like, it should just be, you know, only, you know, game developers and game creators and nothing from the world of Hollywood. And to me, it's like, I actually think it's kind of cool, like some of the artists we're working with this year that are going to like come in and play songs inspired by games and all that. Like when we did like Imagine Dragons and Koji Kondo at the first Game Awards, like that was fucking amazing. And I was just like, that is what I live for, is like moments like that. So if we can use the show as a platform to create those cool moments, sort of like Kanye coming to E3, like I'm all about that. And hopefully that's a contribution I can make um, by bringing everyone together. Actually, I've got one final one final question. Okay, it's not a terrible it's not a terrible YouTube comment as much as I wish I not a challenge. Uh, it could be a challenge depending okay. on how you want to see it. So, one thing that I found interesting from from both you know consuming games media to then making it yeah. is is it's sort of like deconstructing an engine. You can drive a car, and most people that drive a car involuntarily conjure this image of how an engine works, uh-huh. and it gets out there. Yeah. So, uh, I'm curious from your perspective. When you've had people challenge you and say the game award shouldn't be done this way, right. and here are the reasons why, and then they start to tell you how the business works, yeah. what is, to your knowledge, the least accurate, most superstitious <laughs> accounting of how games media works that somebody's explained to you before? Yeah, look, I think that's a great uh, question because you're right. A lot of people sort of look at the final product and don't kind of understand all the elements of it. And like even with game awards, people always say like, well, you should have just like given out every award for two hours. People will complain, you know. You didn't give out every award. You didn't have an acceptance speech for every award. And I'm just like, well, but like you have to think about the program. And it's like if a game wins six awards, do you need the same person getting up six times? And it's like, I get it if you want to be like a completionist, that that's what you should do. But like I'd rather like have a really compact, tight two-hour award show um, that still recognizes everyone. So those kind of things like always annoy me because I'm like, you say you want this, but you don't actually want this. Like if we did it, Mm -hmm. then you'd be like, oh, well, it's way too long. And that's like criticized for the first game where it's like too long. So um, there's a lot of that where it's like people think they know what they want, but like having been through the trenches and done this, like I kind of know what does and doesn't work and hopefully people will will trust me. Um, But yeah, look, I mean, the general sense of kind of, um, you know, you know, there's just a general mistrust of institutions and, and, you know, people of of any level of power right now in the world. And that's always something that, you know, I face because I'm sort of part of like the establishment, right? It's like I've been, you know, <laughs> covering games yeah. Yeah. for so long and doing doing yeah. big kind of, you know, high budget things like Game Awards. Um, you know, that's been, look, it's, so there's always a sense, I think, that people think, you know, everyone's kind of on the take or something or not being honest about stuff. And like in this in this world, it's like there's so many options, like, you know, even with like game reviews, it's like if someone gives a game a nine and everyone else gives it a six, it's like you're sort of going to be outed by like, you know, the natural order of things. Um, so those types of things, I think, are always like, you know, I'm amazed how many people think that there's this kind of mass collusion behind the scenes that's going on. Um, 
Well, do you, can you remember one specifically? So I'm sure people <coughs> have accused you of taking checks directly from Bethesda, from Ubisoft, from yeah. Todd Howard himself uh, throwing <laughs> bags of money at you. Uh, yeah, I which mean, look, one just made you just like back away from Twitter for a sec and you're like, how how did you even get there? Yeah, look, I mean, even like the, you know, even back with the Doritos Gate stuff and everything, like people kind of assumed <laughs> that that was some, you know, massive corruption where I was being paid off by Microsoft or something and it actually had nothing to do with Halo. It was actually something tied to like a Pepsi deal and that was me trying to like get these brands wanting to do more in gaming uh, because I think a lot of people when that came out there was a sense of like, oh, this was a, a shining example of how the games media is in bed with the yeah. gaming companies and actually it was the exact opposite. It was trying to get non-endemic brands interested in doing more in gaming so the gaming media was less reliant on the game publishers to be a part of it. Because if you can get, you know, Doritos or Mountain Dew to sponsor something, it means you don't have to get EA or Bethesda or Activision yeah. to sponsor it. Um, so that was, it was always tough at the time because people assumed that it was, it was sort of furthering their objection to the closeness between games media and games companies when in fact what I had tried to do and I still try to do is like get companies that aren't involved like you know it's better for Dollar Shave Club to support this podcast than for you to be reading an ad about how amazing Watch Dogs you know Watch Dogs 2 is the game of the year or something like oh, that. that's a different right? show we do yeah we actually <laughs> we have done that it was for Battlefield <laughs> me personally I would love to be associated with any kind of snack food Doritos and Mountain Dew I think it reinforces this stereotype of sort of you know gamers be, you know it's like it, like Doritos and Mountain Dew are seen as like the, you know, the nerdy gamer yeah. food and people like don't, you know, they want premium brands to be associated with gaming. So I get it. Um, but yeah, that whole thing was like, it was amazing to see how people interpreted that. And look, every, like, it's all transparent now, right? It's all on the internet. You can see this and it's like, you know, everyone, like everyone can debate and discuss. Hashtag that was ad the right on thing Twitter. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, that's like, like, and that's also... That's the other thing is like there are all you know lots of influencers now that are you know being paid to make YouTube videos about games and it's like ten years ago if any gaming publication did that directly like people would be you know pitchforks out yeah. yeah and now it's like oh yeah this guy got paid you know thousands of dollars to like make a gameplay video it's part of EA's like, special club <laughs> right thing, yeah. and those people like they get paid to make a video and then they get to monetize the video on top of that and it's like you know there's lots yeah going Adam's on life there. is great that's exactly <laughs> 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 so that's the type of stuff it's like <laughs> you know look everyone is entitled to have their opinion about stuff and I think as long as folks are transparent about like you know who's involved, who's investing in this stuff. It's uh, fair, but I think that, that those types of things always surprise me that people think they know how everything works, and you know they're entitled to their opinion. But it's it's you know it's good to have like podcasts and things like this to be able to like talk about these layers and elements. So people can understand this stuff. Right. Sometimes I think people just don't know. Yeah, they don't know where to go and they don't know who to talk to to kind of understand this. So it just spirals up into you know a thread on a forum. Or a, you know a Twitter thread, and people just you know you sort of sit there and watch the bouncing ball, and yeah, and, and you don't even want to jump in. Something. And that's part of the thing exactly. with game awards. Unless you get invested tough. yourself, then they just throw you apart. <clears throat> that's the toughest thing, honestly, with like game awards. Um, like we're so busy. It's like if people are concerned about things, like we don't have time to like jump into these debates because we're like two to three weeks away from the show. Um, that was even like last year. There was a controversy at game awards. We did, you know people thought we didn't have enough. Uh, female judges on the panel or enough female voices and it's like there were tons of females involved in the show and you know we did the show uh, you know all that commentary sort of disappeared because people saw like well a lot of women won awards or were on stage and a part of it but it's like people you know just 
jump to conclusions. And I always think like the show, especially in Game Awards, like it will speak for itself. And when people tune in, hopefully they're gonna have a great time, feel it's representative of the industry. And if not, you know, I'll be fired and uh, someone else will make the award. <laughs> you have to fire yourself. Fire myself, yeah. exactly. Jeff, At least, what are you doing next December? <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm back. laughs> uh, All right, well, man, we unfortunately, uh, we're out of time. We were getting some this really... This is Herbie Hancock. Yeah. Oh, there it is. No. With Al Scooter. No, I thought it was Al Scooter. Uh, some not. demon lord, yeah. <laughs> i got to be honest, though, that, that particular topic of, of the relationship between advertisers and media producers and, and then the perception of innocence of media... It's very fascinating to me. So maybe someday we'll get to keep Can talking. Can we talk about, about this on Jeff's show on Thursday? Oh, it's a maybe. Long topic. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll strong arm it in. Will we have um, time? I don't know. Later this week. But we encourage we'll you guys to uh, to watch the Game Awards premiering December first. Yep. Uh, so what are the website destinations for that? Where can you? Everywhere. It's, Everywhere. It's live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, PSN, Steam, Snapchat Live Story. Yeah. Are not watching. Yeah, exactly. not watching. It's pretty much every yeah. live stream platform. Yeah. Dreams. And, and full disclosure, Game Awards did not ask us to have Jeff on the show. Oh, yeah. As, oh, this, yeah. Is, this, is not, this is not an ideal. We just wanted to have we Jeff on the show. We reached out to him directly yes. and he said yes. Yeah. That's, that's where it starts and stops. So, so yeah. thank you for bringing that up because Lord knows somebody would have come yeah, talk to him. Yeah, there's yeah. some, yeah, some massive... Ideas. Collusion conspiracy. It's actually part of a big Game Awards sponsorship. Oh, yeah. show. I'm so rich. <laughs> and if you corrupt. if you want to see media that is truly reverent of games, your final hour series is amazing. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, do you have any plans to do another? Yeah, one? Hopefully, you'll have time to get. I hope so. Of yeah. Things. Look, we were gonna do a. Uh, I was gonna do a No Man's Sky one, and that kind of fell apart. <laughs> um, that was, would be fascinating. Now yeah, it would be if and there I think were times. Uh, look, it was something we looked at, and it became clear that I think the wasn't going to get the sort of transparency and candor that I wanted around that um, yeah. from the developers so that that got put on the shelf but could be brought back at some point. And yeah, look, I love I love Final Hours um, and I'd love to do another one. They just, you have to find the right story with the right team that's willing to be honest. And, you know, last one it was Titanfall 2, or Titanfall, sorry, yeah. um, which was a great story about Respawn leaving Activision and you know, an amazing story to see what those guys went through. And I'm so happy that Titanfall 2 um, turned out to be such a great game. But yeah, I definitely will go back and do it. It's just, it's the type of thing where I always want to only do them when it's the right story at the right time. And it's not like, hey, I'm going to do one every three months and I got to find a game mm. even if it's not right. So nothing in production now. Um, and end of the year, it's always tough because of Game Awards, so I don't have time to do it. But next year, I'd love to do one. So do you guys have any they're, they're the best. games you'd like? Thank you. Oh, sure. um, cool. Just get that new Metroid. Oh, Final Hours on Metroid. Yeah. 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 to make another game. <laughs> <laughs> like, then we'll be ready to Prey go. would be yeah. fascinating. Yeah, uh, Prey. Like, that's probably close to done, right? Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yeah. That'd be hot. <laughs> hopefully wherever, hopefully it's coming, right? To Switch? He made yeah. A, yeah, or Guillermo, didn't he make that tweet? That's coming. Yeah, and he, no, he said at E3 that Facebook like post? it's it's in development. Yeah. I just yeah. you know who knows when it's yeah. going to come out. And that trailer um, came out what 2007. Who knows? Tune into the Game Awards at least. Yeah, tune into the Game Awards for all your nothing. James says Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Jeff, Death Stranding. Probably an interesting story. They more out of time. Jeff, thanks again. Thanks guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. If you're watching live, stay tuned for the post show. Uh, Jeff, you don't want to stick around for that. It's just a the bunch post of, show. It's us looking at fan art of ourselves. Mostly, at least. <laughs> it's oh. the most masturbatory thing in the world. Oh my god, so. I wish I got too much Game Awards <laughs> magic. Yeah, you got a lot of work to do. So, thank you for taking time out to come and chat with us. Uh, yeah, thanks guys. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. we'll see you soon. Yeah, cool. yeah. Stay thanks, tuned, everybody. Guys. We'll be right back. <laughs>